911, what's your emergency? America's healthcare system is broken and people are dying. Welcome to Code Whack, where we shine a light on America's callous healthcare system, how it hurts us, and what we can do about it. I'm your host, Brenda Gazar, this time on Code Whack. Undocumented workers in California contribute about 3.7 billion state and local taxes each year. They hold one in 16 jobs in the state. What challenges do they face when it comes to getting access to quality health care? How is this impacting their health and our communities? To find out, we spoke to Luz Gallegos, Executive Director of Todec Legal Center in Southern California's Inland Empire. The nonprofit mobilizes immigrant communities to build political power and demand justice while advocating for their most critical needs. From improved schools and better jobs to expanding access to medical coverage and legal protections, Luz has marched alongside immigrant rights leaders such as Bert Corona, Soledad Chole Alatorre, and Cesar Chavez. Welcome to Code Whack, Luz. Hi, thank you for the invitation. So tell us a little bit about yourself and about TODEC. I was born and raised here in the Inland Empire, in particular here in Paris in Moreno Valley. And I was basically born into the movement. Uh, my parents were organizers with the farm worker movement. So this is something that it's a lifestyle. So very proud to be part of Todek and being a part of the Todek's youth leadership pipeline that gave us the opportunity and also the tools necessary to go on and beyond and the community conscious to always come back to community and do what's best and never be quiet against any type of injustices. Wonderful. How did you become interested in advocating for healthcare reform? It's something that through my childhood, it was very personal. Seeing a lot of our compañeros, a lot of co-workers of, of my parents that literally, they didn't find out that they had cancer because of the pesticides. Well, many, many years ago, seeing the need of having prevention throughout my childhood, not only within um, other compañeros, but also within my family. It's something that we take for granted. Some of us that have privilege, that have the privilege to be born here and have access to programs and opportunities that many undocumented immigrants don't. So it's been a life commitment to create justice, not only around immigrant justice, but also around access to health for all folks, with, regardless of immigration status. Right. Thank you. Nearly two-thirds of Californians support health care coverage for undocumented immigrants, according to a statewide survey by the Public Policy Institute of California. Can you talk about the contributions to our economy that the communities you serve are making? Yes, so the contributions are amazing, not only economically, culturally, but also politically. Being born and raised here in the state of California, in particular here in the Illinois Empire where I live, we've seen the contributions through our workers, uh, workers that have given their working life to our golden state of California. They have never received nothing in return. The pandemic has definitely shed a light to the inequities we have seen all my life and the contributions that they have made and the fears that go along with that living in a border region where it's um, back in the day, you know, our areas from Paris all the way to Tijuana, from Coachella all the way to Mexicali, we are a border region where Border Patrol patrols our streets, continues to separate our families. Back in the day when the farmers didn't want to pay the workers, they would just call Border Patrol because they were in our streets and they would deport them. 
So all of these injustices were very real and they continue to be real specifically because we continue to be a border region and a lot of the workers that continue to contribute to the state's economy don't receive anything in return. So the contributions are tremendous and we have seen, you have seen as well, um, you walk into any store, any restaurant, anywhere, everybody's hiring. Everybody's hiring, but the workforce that wants to work is unable to get hired because they don't have an immigration status. So we're losing a lot of um, tremendous amount of workforce because they don't have the ability to get a green card and work legally in the United States. You know, we a lot of all these companies do e-verify, so they won't hire you if you don't have an immigration status. So um, definitely the state of California and the United States are missing out, continue to miss out on many of the contributions and the workforce that immigrants have. I know this is a federal issue, but here in the state of California, we continue to push through and continue to step up to protect those that don't have the same privilege that many of us do. Got it. Thank you. There's been significant progress in improving health coverage and access for immigrant workers in recent years, but it hasn't been easy. Talk to us about the struggle to expand Medi-Cal and Todex's role in it. Our role has started almost four decades ago, elevating the realities to educate and inform our political systems and those that have power into the inequities that we continue seeing. Many of our workers pass away because they didn't have prevention, right? So this has been a long long struggle for many, many years. As we all know, those that don't have immigration status weren't able to get any type of Medi-Cal. They would go to the hospital when it was already too late. And I've had several family members that literally passed away. And if we would have had access to prevention, you know, a lot of these situations would have been dealt with early on. But it's definitely been a struggle of elevating the realities, but also creating a consciousness amongst our politicians and those that vote in favor or when there's advocacy being done to pass certain laws, but it's been a lot, but not only creating the consciousness, but also creating a civic engagement within our communities to hold all of those in power accountable, that they are there to represent our communities and they're there to address the needs of our communities, regardless of if they have a green card or not, because at the end of the day, we reside in their districts. So it's been four decades organizing and mobilizing to build power amongst the community to hold folks uh, accountable. So through the work that we've been doing, elevating the realities and uh, mobilizing when we have to mobilize, but in working with partners across the state to really push on policies that reflect the needs of our community. We are very proud when the first expansion for the kids, undocumented kids, 18 and under, and then the expansion to young adults, undocumented young adults in the state of California. But our biggest push has always been our elders. Why? Because for us, it's personal. It's personal that we've seen our grandparents our great-grandparents deteriorate, our parents deteriorate, give their working life to our state of California, never receiving anything in return. They've always been a priority. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't know where we would be at right now because the pandemic has definitely um, helped us leverage our advocacy to open the eyes of those that are in power so they could address the need of Medi-Cal coverage. So now May 1st came and we have full scope Medi-Cal for undocumented older adults, 50 plus in the state of California. It is a dream. Um, earlier today, we got a call, you know, I got a call from one of our members saying, I got my Medi-Cal card and she was just in tears. She was just in tears. And for us, it was it was very emotional because she's all so many years of organizing and she, she would go to Sacramento and talk to our politicians that why they needed health care. And she finally today, actually today, she got her card and she's all our work does help 
and and she's getting the word out to all her neighbors and friends that are undocumented that are 50 plus showing her their card that it's real and continue to stay quiet that's the biggest sin we have that staying quiet is not an option and seeing um the medical expansion become a reality it's just been so personal not only for us as an organization but our entire members but our entire region and the, the entire state of california that they're finally giving back a little bit of our what our workers have been deserving for so many years wow that's amazing what challenges still remain when it comes to health justice for the communities that you serve well, the, right now, the challenge is we still have a big gap, 27 to the to 49, which is our working class, uh, which is uh, many of our the work we do within at the grassroots level, going to the fields, talking to the workers. We continue seeing a lot of our farm workers finding out that they have diabetes when it's too late. Uh, we have a couple of our farm workers that literally lost their vision already. And if it wasn't uh, for them starting to feel really ill, they wouldn't have gone to the doctor. And at that point, it was too late. So the prevention um, prevention is key for everything. And for us, uh, prevention um, goes along with the medical expansion. And that's why for us, it's very important that we actually continue filling the gap of the 27 to 49, but then also having quality health care. We continue to um, elevate the need for the importance of single payer. That would be our ultimate vision and goal to be because we all deserve quality. Uh, every human being, there's there's no money amount or or power uh, to a human being. We all, we, we're all the same and we all deserve the best uh, healthcare, especially as we continue to lose lives due to the pandemic, due to cancer, due to the diabetes, due to all these illnesses that they have to be caught in er early on. But when you don't have access to any prevention, how are you gonna find out? You go to the doctor when it's too late. Right, you mentioned a couple of farm workers who have gone blind. Do you have any stories or anecdotes that illustrate this point that really touched you? Yes, um, we've had several stories and uh, one of the ones that I want to share is one of our farm worker women that she, literally through the pandemic, um, she continued working and through through the work because in the 2020, we had some uh, wildfires going on in El Dorado here in the San Bernardino County and some of that, you know, the, the bad, bad air quality, you know, our workers continue working and so forth. And she literally dropped in the fields. She dropped in the field and what happened is, well, she suffered suffers from asthma because she she was born and raised in the East Valley, which, you know, we have pesticides and all the um, environmental issues that we have there that a lot of folks that were born or live in that area are suffer from asthma. So they called um, the ambulance. They took her in. Uh, they found out, I mean, not only the situation with, you know, with her asthma, but they found out that she um, was COVID positive. She was in her third month of her pregnancy. She lost her child and she, through more analysis that they made, they found out that she had breast cancer. This is one story that reflects many, many um, communities in different ways, but the importance of having access, you know, we're talking about a woman that's actually doing the, you know, the hardest labor, the worst paid labor and not having access to any medical coverage. For us, it's very personal that all our workers and not only farm workers, but in general, all, all our immigrant community really has access to full scope coverage, but then also quality coverage where they're able to prevent these situations this farm worker woman she's still alive but you know she she's still going through she's 
she's 33 so she doesn't have access to the full scope so this is that why the importance of of health for all it should really be health for all not just for some and that's why within our advocacy effort we want to make sure that we continue to fill in the gaps of any type of uh inequities that continue to exist for for our workers and immigrants that continue to contribute to our state's economy without receiving anything in return. Does she have any health coverage at all? She doesn't. She has emergency Medi-Cal, which is very limited. So through donations and through a lot of um, different programs that we've been able to connect her, she's been getting assistance to get seen, especially community clinics that are really coming together to support community members like herself. But if it wasn't for um, FQRCs that are really, you know, care about community, you know, a lot of our community members would have such a difficult time because most of the time, you know, they re- our community members rely on, on remedios, which are home remedies. But at the same time, when you're when you're dealing with a health condition that you need more than just a remedy, this is where it gets really expensive for our community. And, and then the fear of even accessing public charge, you know, even though, you know, public charge went back to its normal state past uh, Trump administration, now with the Biden administration, but the fear continues to be there. And the fear is very real. And um, because we had situations that we had community members that even through the pandemic that they had all the symptoms, they couldn't even breathe, but they they didn't even want to go to the hospital because they didn't want to trigger public charge because they said, well, my husband is still alive and my kids are still here and they're undocumented. If I go into the hospital and access any type of health care, I'm going to uh, prevent them from getting any type of green card. So this is the mentality and the fears that continue to, to haunt our vulnerable populations that, you know, although you know, although public charge won't affect them, but it's just the fear of accessing any benefit. We have to understand that when immigrants decide to migrate to the state, to the United States, they come in hopes of a better future for themselves and their family. At the end of the day, their kids, they come here to work and contribute. They're not here to ask. Even if they would ask, they wouldn't get any benefit because they don't have access because they don't have a green card. So, you know, a lot of the information that folks are talking about uh, saying that immigrants are taking no work giving. And if it wasn't for immigrants um, here in the state of California, we wouldn't be the golden state that we are. And it's uh, it's time that um, our, our state really acknowledges and values our workers, not only in times of pandemic when you need farm workers to feed America, but always. And we need to take care of our, we need to take care of our workforce because if our, if our workers are healthy, our community is healthy and our economy is healthy. So it's a win-win and it's a best investment that um, the our state government, even our federal government could do, really create policies and um, systems that really address the needs of the population that continues to give without receiving anything in return. Thank you, Luz Gallegos. Do you have a personal story you'd like to share about our WAC healthcare system? Contact us through our website at heal-ca.org. Find more Code WAC episodes on ProgressiveVoices.com and on Nurse Talk Media. You can also subscribe to Code WAC wherever you find your podcasts. This podcast is powered by Heal California, uplifting the voices of those fighting for healthcare reform around the country. I'm Brenda Gazar.